Hi, this is AJ Locasio, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter, and today's episode is an interview with actor, film director, and film producer best known for his voice acting role in Back to the Future The Game as Marty McFly. Uh, The game was released by Telltale Games, and you can find a lot of his uh, voice impressions on YouTube. They're very fun to watch. Uh, He's got a lot of interviews as well. Uh, People asking him questions about voicing Marty McFly in the video games. So very fun watch. Just type in um, AJ Lucasio and I'll have, you know, one of the links up in the show notes. So that way it'll be easier to find. And I hope you enjoy the interview. All right. Well, so we'll we'll just kind of get into it. We'll uh, talk about Mr. AJ uh, Lucasio. Is that how you say it? Yep. Okay, yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about um, you growing up. Um, I'm assuming around the 80s and 90s. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry, I was eating a piece of candy corn. How rude am I? Um, no problem. I mean, that's good stuff. Yeah, it was. I found it. Uh, my birthday just happened, so I was like, I want candy corn. I want a bowl of candy corn, and uh, yeah. we managed to find some around now. So yeah, um, happy belated birthday. Thank you. I wasn't I wasn't dropping that. To have you say happy birthday, but I appreciate. It. <laughs> I was just saying that's why I was so decadent is to fi- seek out candy corn. Um, no, no problem. Yeah, today's my wife's birthday. Oh well, happy birthday so, to her. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely pass that on. Uh, no, I saw uh, Mr. Cassine Gaines um, wish you a happy birthday, and I was like, hey, no kidding. You know, they they know each other. That's awesome because I interviewed him about his book. Um, I think last month or something like that. And um, so, yeah, really cool guy. I got some yeah. uh, great insights uh, on his uh, research. So that's cool that you guys know each other. Yeah, yeah. He just he contacted me. Sorry, we totally skipped over your first question. Uh, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Uh, but he contacted me about, um, you know, about doing an interview for about Back to the Future. And, and uh, he's a nice dude. We talked for like, God, at least an hour, maybe two hours, just about all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, we clearly have have similar passions like Pee Wee's Playhouse and obviously Back to the Future and uh, he's a really nice dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his book looks great I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet but it bizarrely is one of the nicest feeling books I've ever held it's got a really wonderful texture to it which is such a bizarre thing but it, it does it does a, absolutely it's a very uh, pleasing book yeah I uh, I like the the hologram look to it too on the on the oh, lettering that's great. yeah it looks yeah. awesome yeah, I, I got to uh, pre-order it, and I got the cool hoverboard bookmark that uh, he sent uh, along that's, with. That's right. I got one of those, too. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's an awesome package, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, what, what, did you, um, what did you grow up with? Like, what were some of the TV shows you watched, some of the movies that you were into growing up as a kid? Uh, well, I actually had a really weird uh, – as far as what I watched. I mean, I watched a lot of uh, – 80s, 90s, obviously Ninja Turtles and Transformers and uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. And uh, I also, my dad was a huge uh, fan of 60s television, so we watched a lot of the Munsters and uh, Gomer Pyle and, uh, God, I'm trying to think, My Three Sons, I Love Lucy. So I, I have a weird spectrum of knowledge of TV shows. We spent a, a great deal of time watching movies and TV growing up. That was that was how we all bonded. So, you know, movies were, were king basically in my house. And, uh, so yeah, back to the future, Ghostbusters, Ferris Bueller, Indiana Jones, uh, all that was, was gospel for us. 
Yeah, sounds like my household actually growing up. I was also into like Adam's Family and Gilligan's yeah, yeah. Island. Um, I love Lucy. So, yeah, I, I guess we grew up on Nick at Night. Uh, and exactly. <laughs> yeah, the uh, like Bewitched but Wednesdays and mm -hmm, Lucy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was obsessed with that. By the way, you may hear some weird pitter patter behind me. We just got a puppy, and she's sort of, she's jealous of is, uh, uh, of you right her, now. Is her name Einstein? No, I. No. It's funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna have to comment on the puppy at some time, and he's gonna ask if she named Einstein. Uh, no, her name is Ducky. Uh, Ducky. Oh, okay. After the character from uh, um, Pretty in Pink. Uh, it's funny. People keep saying that in Land Before Time, and oh, the, okay. the truth is, is I just saw we were not even supposed to keep her it was supposed to be we were harboring her for a friend uh just for the night and we were leaving a shop and i saw a little rubber ducky and i was like oh ducky that's a really cute name and it just stuck so yeah i was more of a fan of petrie because it you know kind of sounds like peter but my <laughs> uh, my, my co-host my 15 year old son he is a huge land before time um uh, fan, you know, of the franchise. He he used to sing all those songs. Um, and to be honest, I don't think I watched anything past the first one. <laughs> yeah, maybe the second one, but I, I I couldn't tell you what happens in any of the other sequels, and I think they went up to like 10 or something. Yeah, the first one's the... It's, I, I was obsessed with the first one as a kid. I was obsessed with Petrie in particular, uh, mm. which is... This is a really weird story, but my friend Brandon, who's the voice of game trailers, you ever go on that website? Mm -mm. He uh, well, he had a giant Petri doll in his office, and we had an argument over it because he was saying, "No, it's not Petri; uh, it's a prop from the Flintstones Universal show that they had back in the, I guess the '90s, early '90s." I was like, "No, it's it's Petri! Like I know, like there's only one pterodactyl that looks like that, and that's uh, a weird, uh, I don't know, it was a, what a weird tangent." But uh, no, yeah, I loved Petri. I always wanted a toy of him as a kid, but you couldn't find them anywhere. Now you can find them, but. There was only like one that came out at Pizza Hut or something, and uh, that was it. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. I need to go back and revisit. There's one thing that I did take uh, from that first movie is that uh, my son, again, who's now 15, but him growing up, we used to teach him that um, broccoli was a uh, tree star. Oh, no, no, tree star? It's been a while. Uh, star, uh, well, tree, uh, um, look at us, sacrilegious. Uh, <laughs> Wow, star, star, tree, tree, leaf, like just I don't know. I know what leaf, you're talking leaf about. star, tree, yeah, that, what, whatever it was. Again, it, you know, he's super grown now, but when he was a kid, that's what we used to say. That's what that was from the from the movie, and he would eat broccoli. So I'm um, typing maybe, how to find this out. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, okay, let me let me think here. Um, so it sounds like we're uh, in, into a lot of the similar movies. You know, the concept of, of, of Hydrate Level 4, my uh, podcast, I show my son the movies I grew up watching, and he gives his perspective, his generation's perspective on these movies as well. You know, and we do some new movies, you know, from, uh, from time to time. But, um, yeah, like some of the ones that you've listed that you grew up, you know, they're definitely on the list. Um, but when, when did you start doing in uh, impressions uh I, you know it's a weird thing like impressions were always just sort of a part of my family's dna and makeup like we always it was just that's how we told stories is we do impressions of the people we were encountering or people that just things around us my dad always did and still does an elvis impression jerry lewis dean martin and, and stuff like that and so it just was sort of something we did to communicate and I didn't ever think of it as a thing, which is funny because I don't really 
like I don't like impressionists, which is such a bizarre thing to say. Yeah. Because I don't really think of it as a thing to do. I think of it as like just a way of communicating. So that was sort of my whole family does it. We all just do impressions of of everything and anything. Like if we hear a weird voice or a sound, we have to mimic it to the point where it's really annoying to be around us uh, for out in a public space because. You know, especially in New Jersey and New York, you hear a lot of funny accents and weird things. So, right, um, yeah, I, I saw I saw that you grew up in New Jersey and then you moved to um, New York to attend the School of Visual Arts. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, that like? Uh, it was uh, it was not like college because <laughs> it was it was a very bizarre art school. It was basically, I think it was honestly the only school that accepted me. But it was one of those things where I was either going to do illustration or film. And I had just seen uh, – I mean I was obsessed with film, but I I wasn't sure if it was a valid way to make a living. Whereas for some reason uh, I felt like illustration was like quantifiable. Like I was like that's a tangible thing. I could sit down at a desk and I could do that. Um, but anyway, I just – you know, I checked the little box. I was like I'm doing film. And so uh, it was great. It was, it was cool just to basically – you know, that school was they'd give you a camera and they'd sort of say go. Yeah. And so, which is which is awesome. If you wanted to make stuff, you had the ability to. But if you were lazy, you could also get away with a lot. And you made a couple shorts. Uh, yeah, I did. You got uh, too tall and spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, uh, not particularly thrilled with any of them, but uh, they <laughs> did. You know, you had to make something, and and all the budget was basically, you know, it was whatever was in your pockets. So, yeah, I made a. Go ahead. No, that was it. I mean, I made a bunch of random uh, short films like that, and and hopefully one day I'll get to make more. But it's uh, you know caught up in other things. But uh, yeah, those are all they're all okay. I'm sorry if you sat through some of them to watch them for this interview. They're uh, they're not great. No, I, actually, that's what I was going to ask if they were uh, on like you know uh, any websites or. Uh, do you want to pimp those out where where listeners not at be, all not at all okay. no don't well, if, if there's a part of the if you can avoid that part of the internet I, I wish I uh, could somehow do that for people um, but I uh, yeah no I, a website that I want to pimp out I don't know uh, not those movies yeah okay <laughs> just just stick with YouTube and watch uh, the the clips of of you in other interviews yeah sure. This interview, just keep watching this one over and over again, there or listening go. to it. Yeah, uh, well, it's definitely um, you know they can download it and and put it on shuffle or repeat or whatever they want. <laughs> right. Um, now, uh, back to growing up, how how big of uh, how big into Back to the Future were you? Uh, it, pretty huge. Uh, it was Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, or like the four that were just obsessed with like obsessed with to the degree where everything I did basically revolved around that or Spider-Man or uh, Ninja Turtles and it was just it was this constant wheel of obsession and and Back to the Future was at the top of it where um, you know I wanted to be Marty and I wanted a DeLorean and I wanted you know to just be in that world like for me to to be obsessed with a movie meant I needed to in some way own a prop or have some of the costume or I'm sorry if you hear my dog going rib she's running around oh not uh, at all I don't okay good she's going she's going crazy she's eating like a paper towel roll she's <laughs> um but uh but anyway yeah it was enormous uh, back to the future was was such a big deal to me uh as a kid and I I don't just say that I mean the reason I I was so fascinated by Michael J Fox and doing the impression and all that was because 
um, you know, I wanted to be Marty so bad in addition to other characters, but Marty was one of the, you know, one of the, one of the top dudes for me. Right. Um, no, so, so you live in LA currently. Yes. Have you visited any of the shooting locations? Uh, I actually just drove through the parking lot of the Burger King that Marty, uh, skateboards past today. Oh, nice. There, oh. Cause there's. There's a Hobby Lobby right next to it now, and I needed to pick up some random bits and pieces uh, to make some random props. But, uh, yeah, I see, I mean, you pass things all the time. I actually drove past, as well, the uh, where they shot the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. I mm. just drove past that to get back home. Uh, there's a church over on, like, Hollywood and Highland, uh, which we actually did the Back to the Future, uh, the We're Going Back recreation. We, mm-hmm. we, we did there as well. And... Uh, but yeah, you, you see stuff all the time. I've been to the, you know, the clock tower, and and we did an interview for Spike when the game came out. That was on the set of uh, where they did Back to the Future Three, and then where they did uh, the whole clock tower scene. So I've been to quite a few, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, you know, I did see the clip of uh, you performing as Marty McFly at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Yeah, <laughs> how, how did you get involved with the? Uh, we were going back. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it a campaign or. or uh... It's, uh, I guess, an event, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was basically, the weird thing was, is so we were shooting a promotional uh, video for game trailers, uh, or that, the what was it, the Spike Show, I don't remember what it was called, um, with Jeff Keighley, and uh, it the, the guy who had owned the DeLorean, uh, Joe Walser, was on set, and I was talking about that I had heard, like, oh, there's this this thing that's happening where they're doing the recreation of the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Like, it sounds great. It's always been my dream to, you know, play Johnny Be Good in front of a group in the way that Marty does, like, like at a dance or something. And uh, the guy, you know, Joe was like, well, you know, actually, I am running that. I, uh, you know, I, I, I founded that or whatever the correct term is. Mm-hmm. So that was basically it. He asked me, like, would you be interested in doing it? And I was like, uh, sure. So I had, like, a week to prepare. And, uh, it was, you know, it was very difficult, especially since the band wasn't expecting it. And um, it was, uh, it got up and basically played the song more or less poorly uh, in front of a group. But thankfully, people are cheering, so you don't get to hear how much I mess up. But we didn't have it choreographed really well. So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. But uh, it was definitely a dream come true to get to do it. It was just very nerve wracking and, and uh, hard to arrange last minute. Yeah, no, I I could definitely imagine being kind of just just jumping into it, but I I think yeah, if I were one of the the fans, it just to be able to see that live, I think is is awesome, you know. So I, yeah, yeah, you, you were probably just like, oh, I don't want to screw this up, but yeah, I think they were having a blast just watching it. Um, I, I hope they did. I was uh, pretty terrified uh, trying to make it work. Um, are you are you involved with any other upcoming uh, events with it being the 30th anniversary this year? Uh, yeah, I think they're doing some more similar events, and I think there might be some uh, things will hopefully happen around October. There'll be some announcements of some kind, but uh, right now I there's nothing I can say publicly or announce. Oh, okay. Actually, you know, now that I think about it. Um, one of my previous guests, she's a cosplayer, uh, Hyper Shadow. She cosplays as Marty McFly, and uh, really? <laughs> yeah, she she's also involved with the. You know, I you know, kind of apologize, but I don't I don't remember the exact um, affiliation, but it's like S- Seattle Time Machine, perhaps I think, because uh, she was working at one of the um, 
you know, the kiosks with, with the DeLorean at the, uh, you know, I, I live in Portland, uh, right. and she was at the the Wizard World Comic Con uh, earlier this year, and that's how we met. And her her outfit was legit. She she dressed as Marty McFly from Back to the Future Part One, you know, vest and all, you know, from head to toe, and it was right. it was pretty awesome. And um, so you know, I had her come on the show, and she was talking about how. Um, her friends, they were able to raise some money for her to go to the upcoming, uh, we're going back in, in Los Angeles, I, I think it is. So right, right. May, maybe that's what it is uh, that's coming up that she, she's going to. So th- that's th- awesome. Yeah, yeah that sounds... that'd be cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty, what they did was pretty cool. I mean, they went to, they did some really cool stuff on locations, uh, like actual movie locations, and threw together some really high quality, interesting events for Back to the Future fans. I mean, there was, there's really nothing else like it. If you're a big Back to the Future fan, I'm not trying to, I don't make a cut out of this or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> right. I, I just, I was pretty blown away by what they did. They really care and uh, they really poured a lot of heart and soul into it. So it, it was, I didn't get to go to a lot of it because I was, I think I was still recording the game, but um, it was, it was pretty incredible uh, what they were able to put together. Yeah. It, I think this movie, it means so much to a lot of people. You know, I, I recently, um, another podcaster, a friend of mine, he has never seen the movie. And for the 30th anniversary, I made him watch it. And <laughs> so, so that way they can do uh, an episode for his show where uh, me and his cousins, who are his co-hosts, we would basically just ask him questions about the movie. And, you know, at, at, at the end of it, he was like, yeah, I love it. It's, it. it's a great movie. I'm like, man, I, I just can't believe. And, you know, the man was like 28 years, years old and he had never seen the movie. So, um, but it, it just it just shows that it still stands to the test of time, you know. Um, what what were some of your? It's really hard to choose, and everyone has said that. But what are some of your favorite scenes from from the movie, or even the trilogy? Uh, uh the well, the one that always pops. I I do get asked this a lot. Uh, it's the obviously the uh, when he plays Johnny B. Good. That whole moment is is perfect. It's a it's a perfect. I, I don't know, a culmination of everything that has happened in the movie and the the realization that he's basically just, Marty has remade himself and brought his, his parents together. And, and, you know, it's it's that's the most amazing moment is when George and Lorraine kiss and then he plays. And then Johnny B. Good is sort of the celebration after uh, he sort of saves the day. So that whole thing, the whole buildup is, is one of the greatest. I think it's just in cinema history, it's one of the greatest moments of all time. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the sequels two and three? Because uh, talking to a lot of people, it sounds like they're you know they they either say oh two's the lesser of the three or three is the lesser of the three. Like for me, I feel like it's just one big saga because every sequel it just it leads right into the next movie. There's no break in between, you know. And I always throw out the uh, comparison with like the Dark Knight trilogy, where you have between uh, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, there's eight years in between, but. Right. You know they don't do this anymore in in trilogies where they just go right into one another. So to me, it's just one big movie, and I love them all equally. But um, how do you feel about them? Uh, I love. I mean, I love the second one. The second one's fantastic. Some of the biggest references that we still make, especially this year uh, with 2015, is is you know pulls from the second movie. And it's. uh, I mean, the second movie. I think it takes a second to get it self together for some reason like the beginning's a little jarring because you know that it's different you know there's a different actress and it feels a little different but once it's in it's in like it's a it's a i mean i love that movie it's one of the greatest sequels of all time because it 
gets to go back to the first movie. No mm-hmm. one else can do that or should do that. Like they did it. And um and then the third movie is, you know, it's another adventure with Doc and Marty. It's it's it is weird. It is a bit different because you're not sticking to the same formula that you just saw with the first two, but it I mean it has a similar formula for, formula formula. <laughs> but um it's I don't know, it's just another fun adventure. Like for me I could see when the movie came out being a little disappointed or, or weirded out that it was a Western because it is so different, but I just see it as another chance to spend quality time with Doc and Marty. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right because the, the, it's more Doc's movie, and you know yeah. we, we do get to finally you know see their relationship a lot more. You know where we got a little bit of it in part two, but it was more about Marty trying to you know you know put things right what once went wrong <laughs> you know right um but yeah that's uh oh gosh just just thinking about this you know just talking to you know the almost 10 people in the past few weeks it, you know it makes me want to go back and watch these again and i just watched <laughs> them on father's day all three um right <laughs> so that it's only been yeah it's only been a month so um let's see uh now if they ever did like a an- another game or you know i don't know if they're um, are any in the works? But if there's a, like another game or an animated special, would you you know uh, be interested in being Marty again? Of course, yeah, yeah. without without a question, it would be. Uh, yeah, of course. There's uh there's there's no doubt. I, I miss doing Marty. It was such an intense period of many many hours of recording that dialogue. Because there's so much of it that it you know it gets under your skin, and so it you know that that character becomes a part of you in a way. And uh, so, yeah, I do miss it. I miss the character, and it it would be it would be awesome to get to do it again. But you know, who knows whether there'll be another opportunity or whether anything like that will ever happen again? That might have been a one time thing. So yeah. Well, um, now since you have you know being Marty uh, like in your resume, do you think that they would uh, come to you first? You know, perhaps since you've already done it before. Uh, I think they'd go to Michael J. Fox first. Right. I right. hope. <laughs> I hope they would. Yes. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it depends on who it is. I know Bob Gale has recommended me for stuff, and, and Telltale is obviously, uh, you know, rec- not recommended me, but they, they know that I do Marty. So who – I'm not really sure. I mean, I would hope they'd go to Michael J. Fox first, and then if he can't do it, uh, I would love to be the guy they think of. Now, the – so I understand that the story of how you got into the Telltale games – you found out that it was in the works, and then you called the, or you left a message for the president of Telltale. Yeah, it was either the president or it was. Sorry, I just moved to another room because my dog was making a lot of noise. Um, so I might be a little echoey. No problem. But uh, uh, yeah, it was. It was. I think I first called Rhoda, who was uh, the accountant there, and uh, left a message for her. And then I think I might have left a message for the president of the. I don't remember who it was. It was someone way higher up than I should have been calling, but it was up on the website. So I just, you know, I blindly called it and uh, left a message. And then I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't really remember what the exact anymore. I've told this story so many times that Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to confuse myself, but um, I either got an email or a call back that said like, Hey, we got this. Uh, Please leave a, you know, please send us an MP3. I think it was an email that was just like, you know, send us your impression in an MP3 and let's, you know, basically let's hear it. So I did. And then they're like, all right, cool, thanks. And then I didn't hear anything back for a very long time. And um, after that, it was like a three-month period. 
I moved out to Los Angeles and uh, just on a whim. And uh, it was like a week after I got here that I got a call from my now friend Julian who was like, hey, man, you're like our guy. Like you're like the top dude, but it's not, you know, like we're waiting for Universal to give the final stamp of approval. But he's like, I just want you to know, like, you might be playing Marty. Uh, I was like, oh, OK, wow. And like so and then, you know, he hung up and I lost my mind like my roommate at the time and I were just we were losing our minds it was it was insane to just have landed here and then suddenly this huge thing happens and then you know obviously the anxiety and the pressure sets in where it's like oh no i hope i can act you know <laughs> right right so uh, i mean not that i hadn't acted before but i had never done it to this caliber where it was like this is an intense uh you know days and days and days of work uh you know in a, in a booth as someone else so it was uh it was very nerve-wracking so all the recording, all, all that production that was done in L.A.? Uh, no, actually, it was done up in uh, uh, Marin. So it was up at uh, Dory's Sound Studio up in uh, Marin County. It's, um, where is it, Fairfax uh, in California. And, uh, yeah, that's it. It wasn't, I mean, it was a like an hour-long plane ride or like a six-hour drive up from Los Angeles. So it was it was close. Do you, um, had you not moved there, do you think they would have, kind of looked for somebody a little bit more local i you know i have no idea i often wonder that and i never i never bothered to ask oh that's very um, interesting that that but, yeah that it just worked out for you yeah it was pretty it was pretty crazy and, and pretty lucky i don't know what to quite make of it it was just you know everyone always says like hey right place right time and i'm like yeah i guess i don't know it's it's hard to grasp but um i i was very lucky that i was a hell of a lot closer than uh, I would have been if I was in New Jersey. I doubt they would have been like, fly across the country. I mean, maybe they would have, but, geez, that would have been asking a lot because they're already out, going out on a limb, casting an absolute nobody. And for, during the process of the, the recording, who were some of the um, actors and actresses that you uh, got to meet? Uh, well, there was uh, Claudia Wells, who was Jennifer in the first movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Christopher Lloyd, who obviously is Doc Brown, and... Uh, I'm trying to think who the hell else was there. I think that's... Oh, my God. I know I'm missing someone. Do you remember? I, my knowledge is now... <laughs> I haven't played the game since they've been out. Uh, that's all I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, so. I, I, I do, I do um, remember you telling the story of uh, those two. And you um, you met Doc... Or you met Christopher Lloyd, and, and he said he sounds like Michael. And you're like, oh, that's Doc. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then... Um, and then, the, then the Claudia Wells. Uh, I, I think there was a scene you were supposed to do with kissing or something, and they said, "Hey," and reference Claudia Wells or something. So I remember you mentioning those two names. Yeah, that was a bit of a mashup of several stories. Yeah, the, the I I met her at the the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, which is not a I, that sentence sounds so insane. Yeah. Um, I saw her and I was like, "Hey, Claudia, like I'm voicing Marty in the new game," and like the, apparently they had been trying to contact her. Um, or something and they couldn't get a hold of her and then uh so i basically reached out to her and uh put her in touch with telltale and uh but yeah the kissing thing was just kind of a weird story where like we were there was a scene where marty kisses jennifer maybe it was leech who was another character i played in that and uh, who also kisses jennifer (laughs) and um we just we just kept laughing through the take for some reason i mean it was at that point we were all we, you know, me and the sound guys and the director and everyone, we were all a lot closer because we'd spent so much time together. So, um, 
we were it was just funny and then at some point like we just tried a couple takes and they was like ah screw it we'll make claudia do the kissing noises so that's what you know you hear her doing all the kissing noises basically is um i i never got that far but is leech supposed to be related to flea I no, think wait, flea flea was, it was his needles. <laughs> needles, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's uh he's he is very he's a very similar character. I I don't know whether there was some sort of copyright thing or something. I highly doubt it, but I think they were just trying to do something that was spiritually similar to uh what's his name? To Needles. Right. Okay. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff from the from the games because to be honest i i only got as far as the point where you're supposed to break doc out of jail right and i think i was stuck like around uh, hill valley square forever and i just couldn't figure it out and um i think i just gave up i don't know what that says about me as a fan but uh, I, I i tried i mean i think that was what episode two or three or something um so i Kinda. It's all one in my mind it's all like one continuous story and it's, and especially since it was mostly out of sequence for me so it was it's I mean I replay I played the game but it's still hard to it's hard for me to remember like oh yeah that's episode 3 or that's episode you know um but yeah it's it's I think it's like episode 2 I think I don't remember uh, I'm so bad at this How long was the process of re- recording uh, all the material Uh it was about a year cuz it was wow. A slow like we we do the first episode and then maybe there'd be pickups so then we do you know we do like three days of recording and um and then there'd be pickups uh like a couple weeks later or something and then I'd go back and do that and then we do the next episode and so it was happening we were recording while it was being made so it was like we'd record in in chunks so uh, which they still do and um so it was all it was all spread out throughout a year. So I had like a year of very intense Back to the Future uh, stuff. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's that's a lot more than you know um, any of us. You know, who are very huge fans, and you know we have to kind of rely on just buying the toys and playing the games, <laughs> living vicariously through you. Um, that's crazy. That's I, I. It's so funny because I'm such a big fan. To hear even to hear that, it's like that's not real. That's weird. I don't. I'm such a big fan that it's I don't know how to take it in most of the time. I don't know how to cope with the with the information. I mean even some of the stuff I'm working on now, I'll just stop and go, I don't I don't get it. Like if I were to tell myself like ten years ago, like, hey man, this is what's gonna be going on, like this is gonna I I'm just it's insane. I'm so thankful and I don't really feel I don't know, it's just bizarre. It's hard to take in, man. <laughs> it's surreal. Yeah. It, yeah, surreal is it doesn't is 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 not quite a strong enough word. It's mm. it's yeah, but it is. It's totally surreal. No, oh, wow, that's must be an amazing experience. Um, what can you do like a little mashup of like uh, some of your um, your impressions? A mashup, huh? That would just be a, a lot of noise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Franny, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I think I remember you doing uh, some Jack Sparrow, Harrison Ford. Well. Um, Indie. It, actually, I, I listened to your uh, Indiana Jones on SoundCloud that you oh, did yeah. recently. That was pretty awesome. And uh, thanks. Uh, let me see. You also did uh, Ewan McGregor. Some of those. Um, Joker. You also did. Yeah, I might wake up my neighbors if I do Joker. But um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm in an apartment building, so uh, and I'm connected to their their bedroom walls the same as ours, which is where I so I might scare the shit out of them. But um, sorry, I cursed. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. They'll probably think you have the TV on or something. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's see, where do, where do I begin? Uh, uh, oh, so there's this actually sounds a lot like my own voice now because I'm tired. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, who's uh, oh uh, right, he does a lot of um, meandering and uh, ah or, uh, oh chaos theory and uh, <laughs> uh, that laugh he does in Jurassic Park, I love. Um, let's see, you know Harrison Ford is sort of uh, I don't know, I'm, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. Or let's see. I'm trying to think of an Indiana Jones or, or Han Solo line. Who's scruffy looking? I think he just can't bear to let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight. Uh, let's see. Also, that's also very Jeff Goldblum. All my voices are going to sound very haggard right now. I just did a ton of voices for a show today, so oh, wow. I'm a bit spent. Um, but let's see. What else is there? Uh, you know, you and McGregor sort of, uh, let's see. Uh, you, God, I can't think about what is the Ewan McGregor line. I can't even. I, I, I've done his voice for stuff, but now I can't think of what the hell he yeah. says. Well, it's, uh, it's it's late, you know. So you, you, your mind probably like kind of already shut down after work early. I'd imagine. It's uh, it's a little spent, but oh man, I'm trying. I don't want to. I don't want to let you down. Uh, no, that's all right. And I feel bad for kind of putting you on the spot too. No, oh, it's cool. It's my job. It's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'm bad. I just did an interview recently where they're like, do a bunch of voices, and I like had to check my IMDb. I don't remember what voices I do because um, they just they sort of happen. Someone goes like, can you do Billy Crystal? I'm like, yeah, sure. And you know, Billy Crystal's easy because he everything he does is sort of you know it's very nasally and there's a you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He sort of everything's sort of in his mouth and he's he, you know the Mike Wazowski like that. Put that thing back where it came from. More so, help me. <laughs> Um, he's got a very specific place you can go to, so it's a little bit easier. Same with Marty. Marty's, you know, very like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Doc. Uh, you know, it's all in the back of your throat, and there's kind of a, you know, there's a nervous tension here that's sort of like prepubescent, kind of cracked voice. So uh, it's easy for me to go to those places where certain voices I have to remind myself. I'm like, what the hell do they sound like again? Um, yeah, I'll definitely stitch that uh, uh, together. What about Jack Sparrow? Uh, that's right. Um when you maroon me on that godforsaken spit of land, you forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. My voice is a little cracked, but there you go. Why is the rum gone? Uh, I used to imitate, I used to do, uh, I was a Jack Sparrow impersonator for about five years. That's how I oh, most... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how I put myself through college. I was doing that, was I would do, like, parties and, uh, like, Planet Hollywood openings and all kinds of weird stuff as Jack Sparrow. So that one, that's an easy one. That one just sort of, you slip back on that voice. Um... Five years as Jack Sparrow. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was freelance, basically. Or not even freelance. It was just like, hey, we need you here. So I would just I'd go to school, and then I'd you know go fly somewhere and do like a treasure hunt in Key West or something crazy. It was a very, very bizarre way to exist. Well, you know, you were getting gigs. You know, that's all that mattered. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you, it was crazy. So you, you, you never showed up as Marty anywhere? No, no, I don't look anything like Michael J. Fox. I think people would be very disappointed if I showed up to a party as Marty McFly. They'd be like, uh, not so much. Nah, you don't look any, I don't look anything Michael J. like Michael J. Fox. Uh, there's a guy floating around the internet, though, that I don't know if you've talked to him yet or seen him, that he looks, he looks a lot like Michael J. Fox. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. But does he sound like him? I don't know. I think he has an impression. I think I've seen videos of him doing an impression. Hmm. Uh, might so, have hey, to check man. that out. I, I don't know. I, I think I'd go with the voice and the inflection more than the look. It, that's my personal opinion, I think. <laughs> but if you, if you have someone, some, someone showing up to a birthday party, I feel like you want them to look like 
like, hey, kids, Marty McFly is here. And it's like, that's just a white guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. What, what, if, what if he was talking like Andrew Dice Clay or something, you know? And it's like, that, that's, right. that's not Marty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are some people that make a living that way. It's like, all right, cool. You can maybe screw up your face a little bit and sort of obscure it enough. Uh, if the impression's good enough. But it, it does, you have to stretch it. Like, there was a dude who's a, a very, like, a bigger Robin Williams. Like, if Robin Williams were, you know, weighed double what he what he did, uh, there was a guy going around as parties as, a, you know, a bigger Robin Williams. And I always thought that was kind of funny. I was like, it kind of, it, it almost works because he did a very good impression. But, um, it, you know, there was something where, like, ah, it's a little more John Bellucci than Robin Williams. But sure. Can, can you do Genie or Robin Williams? Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, perhaps? I actually did some Rob Williams today for something. Um, oh, let's see. What does he sound like? Uh, you know, even Gandhi Singh. Uh, what is? I'm trying to think of a. God damn it! I'm so bad at this. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't think of a Rob Williams lie. But you know, everything he says sort of sounds like this. You know, he goes up and down, and then he, you know, it's very fast. I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I did a whole thing where I have was doing Rob Williams talking to another character, and it was a big old. It was Robin Williams-esque. I can't say it was specifically Robin Williams, but uh, like I said, pretty shot. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I should have like compiled like some quotes for you. Maybe that would have helped out a little I'm bit. I'm sorry. No, I should no. just have a list. I actually thought about, like, I need to print up a card for my wallet. Like, here's all the impressions, <laughs> right. and here's some lines that go with them because I get put on the spot with it. My brain is just like, I don't even know where to be. It's like there's an episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns has so many diseases that none of them can, like, Come that can like flower can come to fruition because they're all sort of like stuck in the door. Like that's how I feel about impressions. Is like I have so many in my head that I never remember any of them. You know, like I'm just like I don't do I do impressions? Like I got to get better at that. Do you um? Can you do any of the Simpsons? Uh, God, can I do any of the Simpsons? Uh, probably. I'd have to think. Who? Uh, no, I cannot do Homer or uh, man. No, I don't think I could do any of the Simpsons. No Ned or. Uh... Bart, Smithers, no Smithers. <laughs> uh, gee, Mister Burn. I know I could do. I mean, oh, that sounds like Peter Griffin. I could do the. Uh, that's about it. Um, I mean, there's Apu, which anyone can do. I feel like everyone. Hello, yes, welcome to the Quickie Mart. I mean, right. that's everyone does that voice. Uh, what's oh god, what's a Chief Wiggum? He's sort of got. No, nope, that sounds like uh, Stan Lee. Well, that, that, uh, <laughs> a little bit of both, actually. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Oh, that's Stan right. Lee's, you do Stan Lee also. I do. So, yeah, it's it's. Uh, Hey, when I invented Spider-Man with Jack Kirby, uh, he's got a very... I do, like, a bad impression of Stan Lee. Like, the, you know, like, a, if you were to describe Stan Lee to an alien, and then the alien did an impression of Stan Lee, sort of what my version is. Still, uh, still better than most of us. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's Fantastic Four and Excelsior, true believers. He's got a... It's, I throw a little bit of Billy Crystal in there, too, just for fun. Yeah. Um... No, I'm just like just listening to you. Is it's really entertaining? So like I, I'm kind of like well, <laughs> well, thanks. I'm a little lost myself. Like wait, what? What am I supposed to be asking? And so yeah, I'm <laughs> having a lot of fun with that. Um, let's see. Maybe I could think of some more Back to the Future stuff. Marty, uh, thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit with me and answer some of the questions that uh, our fans have. Yeah, of course. Uh, shoot, go ahead. All right, uh, first question is, what is your favorite movie and or TV show? 
Uh, favorite movie. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, let's see. I'm kind of partial to, I like Weird Science. Uh, Weird Science is pretty good. Uh, Star Wars. I'm a big fan of Star Wars. And, uh, yeah, you know, I really like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, the whole bit. Now, ha- have you already seen The Force Awakens? I, I don't know if you kind of went ahead in time or... I don't really like to spoil things, you know. I don't okay. really want to go, you know, I, I like the whole the whole build-up. You know, it gives it a little bit of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, some some tension. It's it's payoff. You know, everything's instant now in 2015. I like to give it, you know, give it its due time. All right, that's fair. Um, how do you tie a double tie? You don't. It's 2015, man. If you've got a, uh, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a double tie, you know, they're self tying. You know, jackets <laughs> or uh, shoes are self lacing. Jackets make themselves uh, the right size. You know, custom and ties. Who ties a tie anymore? <laughs> um, how are your hoverboarding skills? Are they they, they rusty? Or are you, you still hoverboarding? Or yeah, I still hoverboard all the time. I got you know, I got to do it in secret. I can't exactly do it out in the open. But uh, yeah, they're you know they're they're just as good as my regular skateboarding skills. Skills, <laughs> uh, you, you know, they just don't have any wheels. <laughs> um, what what do you think you changed in the timeline to make fax machines become obsolete in this 2015? I don't know. That's a question for Doc, but hopefully, uh, whatever it was, it was something for the better. Because, yeah, fax machines are not the greatest technology. Yeah. Um, do you feel like the Tannins were really bad people, or were they just misunderstood? Yeah, I think they were a bunch of buttheads, honestly. But uh, sure, there. I guess you know, there's got to be something wrong along the way. Uh, you know. Let's see, Edna Strickland threw in a lot of... Not Edna Strickland. Yeah, no, Edna? Is that who it was? Yeah, some one of them. I, I can't remember even. Uh, she kind of kicked in a couple chromosomes that might have thrown them all off. But uh, they're, uh, you know, they're they're a bunch of buttheads, really. Do you, do you still see Biff around or any of them? Yeah, I see him sometimes. He's got, uh, you know, he's got his business. He's waxing cars and whatnot. You know, there's always something shifty going on. He acts all nice, but you know, we we there's something going on under the surface. I see what's going on. He's nice, but uh, you know, I see him giving sideways glances and all that. Um, besides the obvious, which thing from the 2015 that you visited do you wish were possible right now? Uh, 2015, I visited that possible right now. Uh, flying cars, uh, Mr. Fusion, uh, all that, because gas is expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm assuming Doc didn't give you any currencies from the, from the future. Well, you know, I have a few souvenirs, but, uh, nothing I can talk about, really. Got it, got it. Sacagawea coin here or there. <laughs> uh, do you still use a Walkman? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the best way to listen to music. Cheap too, you know. I got everything I needed, you know. A certain in a cassette. I don't. I don't listen to a lot of modern music, so what, it uh, it works out for me. What, what's on your uh, uh, mixtape right now? Uh, a lot of Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, let's see, Journey. Uh, I got some uh, Led Zeppelin, and uh, you got any Huey Lewis on there? Yeah, it's a little bit of Huey Lewis. <laughs> nice. Um, now, th- this one's a little personal. Um, what was it like when your mom tried to kiss you, and were you tempted at all? Oh, 
Jesus Christ, man. Uh, no, no, God, no, not at all. Why, why? Would you, if your mom tried to kiss you, would you be tempted? I mean, you could have a, you could have a very pretty mom, but if your mom tries to kiss you, I, I hope, you know, I hope you'd say no. And, and I've seen Game of Thrones, and I, I know that that's, uh, you know, that's that might be in now, but you know, where I come from, from my timeline, no, not, not even a little bit. God, Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Um, what does your body go through when you time travel, and does it hurt? Uh, no, it's just kind of like being in a being in a DeLorean. You know, if you've ever been in DeLorean, that's its own physical experience. It's sort of a, you know, it's very low to the ground and uh, all that. So it just feels like you're driving in a car in a in a car that uh, drives very strangely. Is it as cold inside as it is on the outside after you reach your destination? It gets a bit chilly. It's kind of like, you know, if you turn up the air conditioning real high for like a split second. But, yeah, it's not anything you notice. By the time you land, you're out. So Right. All right. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm sure you got some uh, adventures to go on to and some places to see people to meet, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I always got time. But, uh, yeah, I should probably get out of here. All right. Thanks, Marty. Yeah, no problem. I'll see you in the future. No, I I need to go in there and take out my laughing. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally okay. Yeah, that's 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 super awesome. Do you do you do um uh, improv? Uh, yeah, I've done some improv and stuff. I've, I used to, especially when I used to do the Jack Sparrow stuff. It was all improv. So, but yeah, right. I guess that was kind of a dumb question, but just yeah, like um, you know, your answers were just. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. They're just hilarious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, because I, I can't imagine a lot of these questions you've answered often, you know. So, uh, for you to come up with the answers that way is uh, it was it's really funny and, and entertaining. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I just sort of was like, well, let's see what Marty has to say, and hopefully, I won't throw in something he wouldn't say. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's getting, getting late. I don't want to um, take up any more of your time, but I definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. It was a lot of fun having you on here, um, you know, getting some insights on, on the game and the things that you do. Uh, now, you said that you got something coming up that you couldn't really speak about. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I can't really speak. I feel like that's always the case, but these things take so long to happen. Right. Uh, October should be a pretty big month for me specifically and for back to the future fans but like um there's a lot of there's there's should be a lot of stuff happening and at the very least being announced uh around october i think uh whatever that means for both me and and possibly back to the future fans but um it's uh yeah there's a lot of stuff coming up very soon now if fans wanted um to find out and kind of you know get the updates and stuff like that where where can they you know find you because um, I imagine that you put things out, you know, on social media and stuff like that. But where can find, uh, fans find you to get this information as you are able to release them? Uh, I'm bad at this. Uh, Twitter. I just I use Twitter sometimes. I've just sort of figured it out recently. Uh, <laughs> it's just at AJ Locasio, and uh, sometimes I'll post stuff up to my YouTube. But to be completely honest, I don't remember what the hell my YouTube is. I just sometimes will be like, here, and throw up a video. I have about four YouTube accounts that I've accidentally acquired because I keep signing up for different Gmails. Oh, I, I, and, know, I know one is, is your name for sure. 
yeah, one is my name and uh, one is for I don't even remember. It's a mess, but um, but yeah, Twitter and and I have a Facebook page which doesn't get updated enough. But uh, I'm sort I'm bad at that stuff. <laughs> Twitter's probably the best way because I'll tweet out if I add a new video or or anything like that. And that concludes my interview with Mr. AJ Lacasio. And again, in the show notes, I will have uh, links to his Twitter and Facebook page. And if you'd like to email into this show, uh, maybe tell me your thoughts on the interview or on any of the other previous episodes we, we've done on this show, you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at hlfpodcast. You can also find our episodes and other great shows as War Machine vs. War Horrors, True Bromance Film Podcast, and also Pop Culture Case Study, and also Following Films Pod by going to www.followingfilms.com. And even though Phoenix is away at camp, we did pre-record a couple episodes coming up, so look out for those. Um, the next one is the 1984 classic The Terminator starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that one will be with Phoenix and also the one after that, T2. So until the next episode, I'm Peter and this is Hydrate Level 4. I think my favorite voices to do, uh, I love uh, Patrick Warburton, the uh, putty or cronk, the guy that always talks like this. Goose Ghost Boys and the poison especially intended to kill Cusco. Yeah, got you covered. Uh, Billy Boyd, you know from Lord of the Rings. Oh, a potato. It's a nice crispy bacon. Uh, Ewan McGregor, you know, when he's Obi-Wan Kenobi, he sort of talks a little bit more like a, uh, you know, a proper gentleman. Regular Ewan McGregor, which is Barbara Novak, which he kind of does a younger sort of, um, you know, more charming sort of Scottish uh, voice. There's Ian McKellen, which is a deeper, you know, one ring to rule them all, which actually sounds a lot like Christopher Lee. <laughs> oh, Stan Lee. When I invented Spider-Man with Jack Kirby. You know, Captain Jack Sparrow, which is, um, you know, more of a, a drunken, a uh, version of, uh, what's his name, uh, Johnny Depp. The same sort of voice, just a little more inebriated, savvy. And then, of course, is, you know, regular Johnny Depp, which is, um, you know, more of a very, you know, relaxed sort of version of Jack, which is, you know, kind of the, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drive-by voicing. No one wants to see that. <laughs>